0: Yankees lose an extra innings for the nineteenth consecutive night.
1: Oh man. I'm a tough I'm rooting team to follow. Yeah.
0: I, I, I'm I am i am rooting I'm rooting for them to lose. <laughs>
1: fade or follow. The Yankees, that's up to you. Yeah. So
0: well, well I bought I fade. Hmm. I, 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 I want them to lose every game. Need to get Boone fired, need to get Cashman fired. That's the you know, like Yankee fans that are like, oh well, yeah, we, we get into October and see what happens. Like Josh, the Josh Donaldson bleep, I I don't want to do this anymore. We'll talk. We'll do okay. baseball coming up in a little bit because it's really frustrating. And it's all just really stupid. And I've done the rant before and nothing changes. Let's um, so do a little bit more NBA win totals here. And then we'll move on. We'll do something else here. But um, we we did a, a good amount on San Antonio, a good amount on the Lakers, spent some time on Golden State in the last segment. Ken, open-ended one for you here. You look at the rest of the NBA win totals at BetMGM, the King of Sportsbooks, our show sponsor. Does anything stand out to you?
1: Well, just uh, you know, a question that I had earmarked to ask Matt, and we just uh, we didn't have time because we were going over so many of the potential star trades and uh, rookie of the year market, and, and just a lot of interesting stuff. But a question I had I had written down was, uh, okay, like Oklahoma City and Sacramento, who I referenced already on the show. Here are the two teams that like completely outperformed our expectation the most. They were really good last year. Oklahoma City was supposed to be a disaster; they weren't uh, Sacramento was supposed to be below 500 and like another, you know, they bought up some more jokes about how they never make the playoffs. turns out they were actually one of the best teams in the league, made the playoffs, their coach won coach of the year. Uh, are there teams that year or that year? Are there teams this year that fit that description? Uh, who is this year's Oklahoma city? Who is this year's Sacramento? Uh, the answer can obviously be, there isn't one that, you know, that things are going to kind of hold true to form. Nobody will really emerge. That's surprising. That's always possible. Uh, but you look in these teams. So teams kind of in that like 30, 30 to 38 range win total wise. Like will these teams make a big step forward, make the postseason top six seed, have a star player who's ready to emerge, whatever. Uh Houston, 31 and a half, Charlotte, 31 and a half, Utah, 35 and a half, Indiana, 36 and a half, Orlando, 35 and a half, 36 and a half, depending on where you go. Raptors, 36 and a half, Bulls, 37 and a half. Something like that. You kind of listen to all those teams. It's like, some of them, it's like, eh, I think I'm good. I think I'm good on all that. Um, I know Indiana is a team that, you know, like I've talked to a few people already when these open, just like, hey, what stands out? And I, I think I got back. People like the Thunder, which I don't think is surprising, but people like Indiana. And I think one of the reasons for that is like when Tyrese Halliburton actually played, remember he got hurt uh, with a couple months left to go in the season and missed a bunch of games. When he actually plays, they're really good. They maybe would made the playoffs if he had played every, every game that year. So like the idea that they're a 36 and a half uh, made some acquisitions in the offseason. You referenced the Bruce Brown contract. Are they going to end up training miles Turner for something, which this is like the ninth consecutive year. We've asked that question. Uh, and they maybe have one of the best coaches, Rick Carlisle. So just that combination and Halliburton can get better. Take another step forward. He's still so early in his career. There's a lot of room for him to maybe be like one of the best 10 players in the NBA. Maybe he's kind of like, being it should be in that discussion already, maybe best 15, best 20. He's definitely in that discussion. So they, they would be a pick for like, who can do that. And then Houston is the, I, when we did this exercise, uh when you were off the last day before uh, you came back, I just go like, I don't know what to do with Houston, but I think just like we said, new Orleans is the best team or the new Orleans is the most interesting team to follow in the NFL. They're the most interesting win total. They're the most interesting betting market. I think Houston could definitely be that in the NBA, just like, This team was, like, unfathomably bad for multiple seasons, so they have a ton of really good draft picks. We don't know if any of them are actually really good. Maybe Jabari Smith's good. Maybe Jalen Green's good. I guess maybe Shen Goon's good, but they all played on a horrible team that was coached by a coach Steven Silas, who by all accounts is a really nice guy, but lost like every game that he ever coached. And isn't the coach anymore. So Seems just bad. It's it's the it's the worst. I mean they're the they're the you you if you watched them play There were multiple games last year where I watched them play and go, I can't believe this is an NBA team. And bear in mind that there's like a lot of bad NBA teams the last 10 to 20 years where I don't feel that way when I watch them. Even teams that won 20, 25 games, you watch the Rockets play and you're like, I can't. This is a college team, like a bad college team sometimes. they do the dumbest things. Okay, like how much better can they have? Like how much does it matter? that it's Ime Yudoka and not Steven Silas. How much does it matter that you gave Fred Van Vliet $98 million a year and you paid Dylan Brooks a ton of money and all these guys are a year older and Jabari Smith looked really good in the summer league? Like there's a lot of positives there. Does that mean they're going to be good? I have no idea if they're going to be good or not. My, my only thing is, the thing that's holding me back from thinking they're going to be really good is the last three minutes example that I gave earlier in the show where I go, all right, Three minutes to go, tie game, what's your offense? And can the other team stop it? So it's like, well, Denver's like, well, we got Jokic. And he's, you know, like, we're going to run all these actions with him involved as, like, the primary, uh, you know, kind of, like, ball handler, assist guy. Like, he shoots 70%. Like, that's going to go really well. Embiid, Philly, uh, Luka, Dallas. Like, the end game situations are going to go really well for these teams. Tatum and Jalen Brown for Boston is surrounded by three-point shooters. That's gone really well. Uh, As much as I love Houston just getting better – but Fred Van Vliet, ISO ball threes, Shen Gun in the post. Who is it? What is it? Can Yudoka figure that out? Um, you know, they want to, Yudoka said actually something topical for people who watched the summer league championship last night. Um, God bless you. Cause the game was brutal in the second half. Even I had stopped watching it at one point, but you they had an interview with Yudoka and he goes, they go, Hey, uh, your summer league team is shot like 63 pointers a game. There's like so many three pointers a game. Is that something that you're going to do this regular season? Like, are you, and he basically like kind of not, not so subtly was basically like, yes, <laughs> like, that, like that's the plan. We're going to shoot a million. Like we're going to surround like ton of shooters. We're going to shoot a lot of threes Gonna have a lot of success. Kind of like what they tried to do in, uh, in Boston with that, a much better team. So I just, they're so interesting. I don't know whether it's going to work. I have no idea what the last three minutes offense is going to look like. If any of the young players are that much better. Um, but they're just, they could be really good. I guess. I just don't know what it's going to be. So uh, Houston's kind of interesting. I would probably pick Indiana to be the team that takes the step forward before them.
0: Who would it take longer to count their respective money? Bill Belichick or Fred Van Vleed?
1: Man, no state, no, uh, no state tax. And, uh, in Texas either. So he got, he got the bag and he being given nothing to the state. It's going great.
0: I, I, I'd like to give nothing to my state.
1: Yeah. You, we both live in states where we have given quite a bit. Actually. It's funny. I don't see it. The roads, they don't get fixed around here still, despite that. It's really funny. Isn't it? <laughs> Yo, know,
0: When I, uh, I, I like my house. I like where I live. I like the people that live around me. Also, you know, waking up, uh, two weeks in Europe and you you look outside Mm.
1: the water and it's the beach. To be fair, their road's not great either.
0: No, that's that's true. But uh, it's really, really nice. And then you look outside and here's concrete jungle where dreams are made of.
1: (laughs) (laughs) To be fair, tax is a a big issue in Greece as well, right? That was always, that's the running, that was the running joke there. I don't know how many reforms they've made, but I was like, what book was I reading like five or eight years ago? It's like in, in Greece, it's like accustomed to like avoid paying your taxes. Like no yeah, one that, pays yes, taxes. Knowing yes, yeah.
0: knowing some of my family members, I'm not surprised to hear
1: that. <laughs> right. <laughs> but just I think it was oh, you know, it was uh it was Michael Lewis Boomerang, the book that came out after the big short, which is basically about like how the American financial markets crashing affected like international financial markets crashing, and how those countries handled their finances and where it went wrong for them. A lot of them obviously didn't do very well. And Greece was one of the ones that he mentioned. And basically that it was like, it's like a custom in Greece. It's like part of the culture to ha- to tax evasion is part of the culture there. <laughs> it's just like, you just don't pay taxes. So that's why so, stuff like this happens. So like,
0: you know, I love Greek food. I do. Yeah. I have the choice though. We could either in America have Greek food or mm. adopt adopt their philosophy of tax evasion Ooh, yeah i i would much rather given the choice never eat another gyro or hero or whatever you want to pronounce it and i would never have feta cheese ever again if it meant i didn't have to pay taxes i would like i would like to not pay tax now i won't because i uh, i play things as straight and narrow as you possibly could because i'm terrified of ever getting into trouble with anything so i will pay my taxes but i'd very much like to not
1: (laughs) i know you you think that you're like on the timid side just like no matter how how brash you are, how much bravado you have, you're out there hustling. You got like a lot of side gigs. You got all these finances. like the one thing you just don't you don't want the government. You don't want the spotlight on you. No, <laughs> so I don't. Because because
0: I paid. I paid to have it not. I
1: don't. I don't, to have I don't the care how how like awesome you think you are. How much you've got the system figured out and solved and whatever. Government knocks on your door, you get the letter, they're going to win. Because you know how much money they have to spend? Everyone's. All of Infinity. the money. That's what they have Infinity to spend dollars. to fight you. Yeah. And, and they'll print more.
0: They'll print yes. more if they run out. There's this right. great scene. I hit, I brought Succession up like four times. It's a great scene in Succession okay. where the FBI you're sure you're watching, shows right? up. Where yeah. the FBI shows up. And like the main character, Um what's their... Uh, Logan Roy, who's, like, supposed to be, like, Rupert Murdoch, the FBI shows up, like, to, like, I'm not going to spoil the plot, whatever, and he's literally, like, tell them to F off, except he actually says the word, and he goes, sir, like, this is, these are not, like, the FBI agents that you can tell to F off, like, they are coming in, whether you say this yeah.
1: or not. <laughs> that's, that's not these guys. Yeah, you that's can't do that them. to these guys.
0: Yeah. All right. Uh, you better you bet with Nick and Ken. Uh, baseball bets coming up in a moment, but... Um, our pal Alex Fasano was standing by with a list for us. Uh, before we reveal what the list is, uh, Ken, you told me a heartwarming story yesterday involving your two kids. Or was it it was this morning actually. It was this As morning. Days...
1: of the, the and... days they blend together already? They've been school. I was
0: literally okay, yes. just gonna say the days are blending together. How many have there been? Two. So yes, two. they are they are.
1: Well, day one and day two, they blend together. Yes. Um, so uh my kids are in uh summer camp right now. They both go to a different one, different ages, and um the, uh, the ride to drop them off every morning, which takes like an hour because we got to drop one off on one side of town, and one off on the other side of town. Uh, it's, you know, like an hour drive, especially like the, my daughter gets dropped off first. So my son's in the car for a long time. They have gotten in the habit of like requesting songs that they want to hear. They're also in ages, um, you know, my daughter's about to be six. So, like, where like they're aware of music a little bit, can sing some of the lyrics, and not like you know just Disney songs, or not just like sing-alongs, or you know nursery rhymes, whatever, like actual songs. And they have stuff that they like and stuff that they don't like. So they request. um, They have this playlist, and we only ever get like three songs into the playlist, and then they want to start the playlist over again. Um, And the the first song in the playlist is Miley Cyrus "Party in the USA," which is a great song. Second song is is Taylor Swift. They played
0: it at my wedding like do Ta- you remember oh, that yeah. at all yeah. taylor
1: swift shake it off is the second song which is another, another great song. song and uh and then carly ray jepsen call me maybe is the third song and just like it's summertime right now I rem- i remember the summer when call me maybe was like a big deal and social media like everybody had their own adaptations of it i remember there was a the thing a guy would go out to bars on the weekend and he had business cards made that like it was like you know, I'm whatever, like, so call me maybe with his number on it. I remember, like, that was the, just everybody was into this song. Um, and it reminded me that we didn't do Song of the Summer, which we had scripted uh, a while ago. Tyler writes, I bet he got zero dates. Probably true. But it was a good social media topic. Um, so anyway, Song of the Summer, because we have we have songs of the summer now in my car.
0: I'm really desperate. And this is <laughs> <Right>? crazy.
1: <laughs> Disposable oh, really income. Des- <laughs> yeah. right.
0: I'm really desperate. You definitely think I'm crazy, but, but here's my number. Brr. Really great song.
1: All right. Uh, so Alex me, baby. is with us
0: here. So here's Alex, uh, our executive producer, Alex Misano. Uh Alex, uh, what, what? so you have a couple – this was long time ago, like uh, six weeks ago, whatever. Uh, when we asked you to come up with these lists, and we just never did it on the show. So you have lists of like – I know a couple websites would have lists like songs of the summer from like whatever year like to present oh, yeah. day. What do you have for us, sir?
1: So I have a list here from rollingstone.com of the 50 greatest summer songs of all time. It has been updated, so I'm curious as to what you guys think is a summer banger and what isn't a summer banger.
0: All right. Okay, so I think, like, so let's start here before we do this. Like, do we want to, so I'm born in 83, Ken's born in 84. Like, do we want to like, I'm guessing like the song of the summer and like, for example, 1977, we know what the song is, I'm sure. It's probably it's like a really popular song. Right. Do we want to keep this yeah. to like recent songs or do we want to extend this out?
1: I mean, we have like, some great bangers from the 90s here. Yeah, I mean, like, what, why don't we do like the top 10 on this list? And if we really like it, we'll keep going, but we'll just like do like a short amount to begin with, like an appetizer to see if we like this. All right, go ahead, Alex. Give us at least So one what's here. the number one song? What, what is Rolling Stone's number one song ever in the summer? Uh, I don't know if we should start with the number, the top 10, because it's quite a list. But the number one song on this list is Cardi B, Bad Bunny, and Jeremy Blavin, I Like It. It's, a, know, it's like a great it, summer I, song. That. It's a great song. Wait, that's the number one ev- ever, like, in the history yep. of music? Should Bad Bunny have the number one song in the history of like, music in the summer? Like, that seems funny like
0: like 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 tyler did you like did you write this article right like for <laughs> rolling stone that. <laughs> it's, like the it's a great song
1: rollingstone.com not actually owned by rolling stone tyler bought it as a joke
0: <laughs> next up we're ranking the papadilla flavors here at rolling <laughs> right. stone all right uh, on the other side songs of the summer and baseball bets for tonight because you know a betting show we like to bet it's coming up next year to wrap up a tuesday edition of you be better you bet